0: Thank mm-hmm. And welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 87, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Tonight we got you with us. Hello. No Larry yet, but at any time he might just appear. <laughs> so we we'll have to wait and see for that one. Mm. And no Jess either. Um, not sure where she is at the moment, but hopefully back next week. Now... We did miss it last week, and my apologies for that. Um, so this is the first one for what two weeks? Yeah. So what we've been up to? I've had uh, an amazing week. I've been working with a guy from New York. No, he's about he's, he's older than me, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> he he's an electrician, but um, not as experienced in the uk i don't think and it's been crazy because he's from he's from manhattan new york and he's just relentless in his banter and things so it's been <laughs> quite entertaining to be back on site again um yeah really enjoyed it and uh, not else not a lot else really because it's been so bloody hot mm. and yeah i've been in the pool a bit uh, and uh been playing guitar a lot but that up again recently so i've been smashing that out nice. but yeah it's been it's been all right it's been all right and uh Thanks. obviously i watched the northman which i'm going to chat about <laughs> can't wait for larry to get in i um <laughs> what have you been up to then you and what you have been watching
1: well i mean i i'm sort of currently um nursing a hangover because i uh i had my first ever stag night last night um Ooh. which uh i mean it was great i mean it was sort of um i'm i'm i mean to be honest i was never really that into partying and stuff when i was the best for it um but as i get older i'm just i'm just i I can do less and less if you know what i mean and um and even though i only had a few drinks um a few cocktails a, a shot or two or whatever i still i still feel hungover and i think you know it's a lot of it's down to the heat. I think that just exacerbates the uh, <laughs> the hangover. So I'm just currently in sort of in a dazed state. You Are know, you the...
0: having one? Are you having a drink? I not think currently. That, that, not just, currently. That
1: would help. I would have thought. I think I'm just. I'm just sticking. You to do. Water. You're
0: starting to look a little bit rough now. Actually. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's no surprise. I mean, it was funny. It was funny the stag night as well because there were people. Because it was from, it's sort of a belated stag night from when I went to the um, uh, wedding in Poland. Um, yep. it's, it's sort of happening after the wedding, and um, <laughs> it's funny because there were two people there who I who I thought I hadn't met before. Um, so I was sort of saying, you know,
0: that's who a... are you
1: and stuff yep. like that, and then it turned out that one of them I had already met at the wedding and just completely just completely forgotten who they were. It's just sort of classic, really. It's just sort of it's one of those things. It's like you know, when you go to a wedding, there's like at least a hundred people there, and just are sort, yep. sort of a daze of faces, and you just and you know, I, I just had no idea who he was. It's like, so like, who are you? It's like, oh, we've met before. I was like, oh, have we?
0: <laughs> but you know, other that embarrassment, it was quite, a, it was quite a good night. Nice, on, nice. Well, I wish, I wish the guys were here tonight because I really wanted to hear Jess's opinion of Dream Warriors. <laughs> um and Marco's with us. Salute. What does salute? Is that in foreign? That sounds foreign to me. <laughs> yeah, well
1: salute What's... is um well it's I think that there is a French it's in French, so yeah. um there's a French greeting. I think I think it's in Italian as well, but I yeah. think that's salute actually. I think that's that's a different sort of but I think oh, I'm going with French. I'm going with French,
0: French. <laughs> all right. Like, like like all right. You're right. Although
1: Marco's Marco I think is, is an Italian name, isn't it? Ah die
0: I I think it is an Italian name. You have to let us know, Marco. Let us know in the chat. So it's a 1987 fantasy slasher film. Um, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 3, Dream Warriors, directed by Chuck Russell. I think he did The Mask, which I liked. And obviously that amazing film, The Rock in The Scorpion King. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So you've seen that, yeah? His, I th- his, I think I have. Yeah. I think yeah.
1: I have. What wasn't wasn't that the first role that the that I the think rock, aka it... okay, J- yeah. Dwayne Johnson took. Uh, Maybe one of was... his
0: first ones. Yeah, it's, it's definitely early on.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it a, pre- a prequel to the Mummy movies. Uh, yeah, Because I think he was introduced in the second Mummy movie, and then they make a, made a prequel on him. Wow. I have very little memory of it, if I'm honest.
0: <laughs> I need to re- redo that one. Um, the story by Wes Craven had a budget of four million. And a box office of forty-four million. And I am jumping ahead tonight, and I haven't even done my uh, my introduction bit. So let, let's do that now. Well, can I spit this out? A psychiatrist <laughs> familiar with Dream Demon Freddy Krueger helps teens at a mental hospital battle the killer who is evading their dreams. Now, how do these kids? Right, um, they're the last. Um, children of the people that killed Freddy Krueger.
1: Yeah, the first uh, children on Elm Street.
0: uh, Yes, and they all managed to be in the same mental hospital, which is incredible. It's incredibly Um, coincidental, yeah. Believable? I'm not so sure. But it's... (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, what are you thinking? Uh, I actually... um...
1: I, I I think this would be relatively high, probably not as high as the first one. So, um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna say maybe in the seventies. Yep,
0: seventy-one. Seventy-one. My yep, yeah, seventy-one. They starred Heather Lankenkamp as Nancy, Patricia yep. Arquette as Christian, Chris Kristen. Is it Kristen or Kirsten? It's Kristen. Isn't it? Um, Robert yeah. Englund as Freddy Krueger and Larry Fishburne. Yeah. As Max Daniels say so no, we have Morpheus. Morpheus yes. Larry Fishborn. I think fish I
1: bone. think uh I was, it's, it's, quite, it's quite fun that fact as well that he's in it because I mean you know the matrix is all about dreams of, of some kind. I think I think Morpheus, I think that name um it's it's definitely Derived in sort of Greek Greek myths, and I think that's to do with dreams as well. So it's quite it's quite a weird weird where his journey, his journey where his journey led to. Started in dreams,
0: oh. finished in dreams. Larry is a fishborn Fish it's fishborn isn't it's uh, Yeah, I think it's fishborn. Lawrence fishborn Yeah. Um. Okay, so I've just bullet prop bullet proof, um, pointed some bits and pieces. I can't spit my words out again tonight. It's gonna <laughs> be one of those nights. Um. So. My bullet points, which was things I found interesting, um, the superpowers
1: mm-hmm. we'll get on to well that. in the dreams, anyway. In the yeah.
0: dreams, they had superpowers. Um, and I'll put they've all, all the kids are in the same institution somehow. Yeah. Um, he was the bastard son of a hundred rapists. Which is <laughs> yeah, well, don't yeah, know how well, I think that th- works somehow.
1: I think the quote is, uh, uh, bastard son of a hundred maniacs, maniacs um, who, who you're right, who did um, who rape, who
0: raped a nun, I think. uh But they did only one of the kind of. It only be this, you know, one of them would be the dad, not all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, this okay. is where this is where the sort of like, I suppose, uh, the the fantasy invades on the you know the science, the science or whatever. So it kind of goes into sort of like. I suppose mythological territory, um, and they're sort of uh, expanding the mythology of Freddy at this point. Um, I think after the sort of um, the second one, uh, which I mean, as we've covered, I, I was I really really hated. I, I think a lot of people hated it in in a similar way, and they wanted uh, to make it make the series that it wants to make the series more sort of i don't know sort of sumptuous in something so they just sort of they the third one i think was intended to bring in the rules of 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 freddy krueger and the world of freddy krueger into something that was more substantial than was perhaps given off by the by the second one so i think it's quite interesting uh in terms of the screenwriting history of this film um because actually the first draft of the script was written by uh wes craven and yeah. um uh someone's whose name escapes me at the moment i think his name is bruce something um but he um he so i got it here yeah bruce wagner oh, wagner sorry um it, 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 it it's funny because that their first draft of the script was apparently something a bit more uh surreal and abstract um uh i think i, 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 I watched an interview with Bruce Wagner who said that he was trying to do something that was closer to uh, Louis Bunuel who's like you know a kind of a Spanish art house director from like the 1940s um, who I'm a big fan of but I'm not sure if that really fits with sort of mainstream horror I don't, I'm not sure right. um, but I'm quite curious to see what that script will have looked like but then um, uh, Frank Darabont came on so the guy who Wrote and direct who would who would later wrote, write and direct um, Shawshank Redemption and The Mist, um he wrote a second draft of the screenplay with Chuck Russell who directed it, and they they're the ones who sort of brought it into a more um franchising mindset I guess um to to establish the rules to make it a bit more mainstream um and to have fun with it I think a lot of their a lot of the fun of the third film which um, kind of establishes Freddy's like uh, sort of weird personality. Yeah, I, definitely I, think, I, think, I think this is the first film where he like keeps calling everyone bitch and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is um, that that was sort of their way of setting up more movies with with him in mind, I think. Um, and I think I, I, I think it really works. I um, it's funny because I hadn't seen this film um, prior to to now, basically. Oh, wow um okay. and i was i the, the reason i had stopped i had seen one and two before uh doing bones horror podcast um but i stopped after two because i thought <laughs> I, I, I i was restating it. i really hated two to the point where i didn't want to continue on with the rest of the franchise because I was like if this is the second one then what are the others going to be like um
0: i, I quite liked it and
1: yeah i know, I know an, but... an
0: interesting thing there's a hampshire horror con soon um mm. And the lead actor from the second one is there, so that should be quite fun. I think we should all go to that anyway. It's only in Southampton, as you know, yeah, at the old cricket ground. So mm. we, we we could all do that. But I'd like to meet him actually. I I, I actually quite like it. So yeah, I disagree. Uh, be, with you there. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean it'd be interesting to meet Mark
1: Patton because Mark Patton's uh uh I. A sort of a, away from the franchise, I think actually a genuinely nice guy, and he's he's, he's quite an interesting actor. But I think Dream Warriors kind of uh, made made up for that. I mean, at least for me, and made up for the fact, for that for, for that film. I think because I just I it, it did have a lot of fun, and I thought the deaths were far more creative. I think these were the most creative deaths so far. Yes. Um, and they all had to do with it, it's it's funny the kind of the setup. So you have got all these kids in a mental asylum, I mean institution, whatever, um, who all have the same basic dream or dreams with Freddy. But they've all, and this is what the the second one didn't really capture. Um, they're all to do with essentially things specific to, to to them, and often it's due, there's a kind of it kind of follows um and i'm not an expert on this person keep in mind but they uh, with freud and sort of Sigmund freud and his theories on dreams is that they have to do with um wish fulfillment and um how that's repressed and everything like that and with each of these kids it is all about that so a lot of the things that they wish they were um they end up becoming in their dreams and that forms the basis of them being dream warriors and that they eventually learn how to fight freddie using the sort of wish fulfillment powers that they have
0: um what which those is skills again? What, what you had you had one that would just had a pocket knife didn't she, she yeah was, she was a bit rubbish i thought oh power
1: yeah. There were there was um but I think Patricia Arquette's character is um very sort of gymnastic with her yeah. sort of uh power. She can jump about a bit, yeah. Jump about a bit. There's a guy who can turn into a D&D magician. Yes. Uh which was a bit strange, but actually you're fine. <laughs> um there was the I don't know if there's the same guy, but the guy who can sort of um just, just walk <laughs> out of his wheelchair, which is yeah. really which is a really interesting one because I um because I I'm I'm good. I mean, being disabled myself, it is it's quite an interesting. I I I always find it quite interesting how disability is portrayed in film, especially in terms of horror cinema. I, I wasn't too um bothered by this, but the but it is it is funny how like um a lot of people think that being in a wheelchair is the just the worst thing in the world. And it's just it's um and it's funny how it's <laughs> how it's depicted here. It's like the wheelchair is like some sort of um uh it resembles like equipment of torture or something yeah. like that as, as yeah. it comes down the thing and you know i i i don't want to speak for all people who are, you know who have a disabled experience because i'm sure a lot of them when they started out being disabled did, didn't like it that much but it's but it's an interesting uh dynamic but it's but but i but i still i i i still enjoyed all of that, because I, I think even though it's um, it's a it, you know, it's a, it, it's a pulpy film and it's meant to be entertaining rather than um, you know, broadly intelligent, which is fine. Um, but I really like the sort of psychological aspects of of, of this film, and I think it made it far more uh effective, uh, especially when you've got the specifics. So, I mean, my I think my favorite of the deaths um is the uh i think he's like a wannabe puppeteer and and sort of freddy how freddy like tortures him and eventually kills him is that he like i don't yeah. know he's like yeah he, like, pulls all like the muscles and the veins out of his yes, body and then operates him like a like a puppet
0: yeah
1: which freaked me out. I gotta say. I mean, again, I, 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 didn't have that many expectations of this film, but seeing that, it really, it's, it's really freaky, and, um, uh, and it's, it's yeah, it's, it's scary. It's,
0: it's funny you mention the puppetry because I had like, you know, I've been trying to do a couple of, you know, off, um, rotten tomatoes, a couple of reviews just to show everyone, and these were the not so good ones, so. Like there was one, that it's a shame that this is as good as it got for the series, and they're probably right. Um, it, it does pretty much go downhill. And then this one, um, poor puppetry from BJ at number 10. Um, I don't, I, so I don't think he's at number 10 any longer, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, poor yeah. puppetry. But I thought there was some, I thought there was some, the uh, What's it called? The uh, stop motion stuff. Is yeah, that what you call yeah. it? There was plenty of that in it. I thought um, I thought it was very good. I, I thought it was. It looked fake as you like, um, mm. but it was good. Yeah. So what's Larry? Because Larry's Larry's in a vehicle at the moment, uh, somewhere. Um, I find this film delivers in great and unique deaths with fantastic special effects. A story that knows what it is and has fun with its premise and Freddy actually being a real presence um yeah larry's getting it must have taken him ages to type that <laughs> i find that this film is that the same one larry? Yeah, it's yes same one i think he's supposed to okay. do it twice, twice yeah, well, so. okay larry um i was just about to read that all again then um mm. hopefully larry be here soon but he's uh i'm not sure where he is at the moment he can't be that far away mm. um yeah, then I, also I
1: yeah. yeah but also the the another favorite death is the is the television one, which i think is probably yeah, one of the most famous um I mean, it starts off I, again i i i i found it remarkable how how they managed to do certain things so they've got um dick Cavett, who's a very famous chat show host in America, probably. I think our equivalent is probably like Michael Parkinson or something. Um, you know, he interviewed people like Woody Allen a lot and, um, and you know, people through history, made, sort of 60s, 70s sort of thing. And to see him in this not, environment. Was, not that prick what, from Gavin and Stacey? No, not James Corden. No, no that's no. it. James Corden is a <laughs> <they're> very important <laughs> equivalent, I suppose. But, um, uh, but it was weird seeing him there because it was like, because uh, I, you know, he he's a very cultured man. I I, I didn't think he, he'd go for something like this, but he's there, um, interviewing Jar Jar Gabor, and I only know the name. I don't know what she does, but apparently she's quite famous. But then for him to turn around and just to say, just to basically say, say "Shut the fuck up," and then turn into Freddie is one of the most That's inspired amazing. things. And it just you know, and then um, obviously it's for um, uh, one of the one of the kids who has aspirations to be a Hollywood actress or a TV actress, I should say. Um and uh she watches TV all the time. And this, you know, this is part of Freddie's thing is that she tortures he tortures her with television and eventually pulls her in and just smashes her face against the TV. And, and you know, giving in the immortal line, um, this is prime time bitch. Which again Amazing. is uh, uh, it was actually not um uh I I think some semblance of line is there, but I think um uh Robert England improvised that line or at least made it made it that um and again absolutely amazing and i think it's uh it kind of fought i mean it's funny because i'm i'm not a big fan of sort of 80s cheese in general but when it's um when it's for a like established character like freddie who's a bit like that anyway and you like him for it i think it i think it works perfectly um and uh and it's 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 really it's really enjoyable, and it sort of straddles that line between horror and comedy, which is a really difficult line to to sort of um, go between. Um, but I think it I think it does itself well. I think with this film, I I, I think I enjoyed most of it, and I, I really liked it. But I think um, at the end, well, by the end, or at least the third act, I wasn't completely sold on. Uh, where it was taking the concept um cuz i think it, I, <laughs> I i'm not it's funny saying this in the context of stranger things cuz i think um stranger things takes t- t- takes a lot from uh, i mean the nightmare films but also I, th- I think it takes a lot from nightmare 3 but i'm not i'm not a big fan of like you know kind of superheroes gathering together to to, to stop freddy even though the the scenes are very well um written and composed and the dreams and uh, the, the the scene where the sort of um the the drug addicts uh, girl uh is trying to fend off Freddy, and Freddy has got like uh fingers of needles or heroin needles. Um, and then you sort of look at her arm, and her arms are uh, full of like mouths, like like oh, no. something like that. It's yeah. a really it's really vivid imagery, um, and really good. Uh, but I just I, I don't know. I I feel like it was it was it, it, it I, I I guess it felt a bit too sort of um slightly mainstream for me, only because I, ju- I just I. Maybe it's like the um, the the surface of superhero movies at the moment. It's kind of just like I'm, I'm not. It's just a gang of kids battling for against Freddy. I mean, I, I but I mean, it it kind of worked. I I wasn't completely sold on the stuff like um like when they have to find Freddy's skeleton uh and bury it properly in 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 the Christian way um and the skeleton then rises up in a sort of Ray Harryhausen style. I, then then I was a bit confused somebody. by all that because it was it was kind of it, it was just a, i think it was just a step too far um <laughs> <laughs> so like larry just said i would have traveled by eagles but was told they're only they're only allowed when destroying the fun ring.
0: <laughs> he should just he just left a bit earlier <laughs> don't worry about the eagles mate <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but uh but yeah so i so I'm not sure if the third act was 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 carried off completely sort of perfectly, but I enjoyed the rest of it i i enjoyed i enjoyed the characters, I thought they were pretty fun um and uh and you saw so, i uh, I, I kind of and, and the, the monsters were pretty fun as well. It's funny yeah. watching the um, the sort of creature designers be interviewed because there's the sort of um, very phallic snake monster thing that sort of gobbles up um, Patricia Arquette. Um, yeah, and it's it's yeah. funny seeing the the creatures super the, the creature the guy who designed the creature was saying he was kind of, kind of being slightly evasive and he said, well, for me, for me, it was just a giant penis. Uh, <laughs> that, that was, that was, the, that was the sort of like <laughs> symbolism of that. But yeah. then you see the directors like, Oh, we didn't, we didn't intend it to be a, a giant penis. Cause obviously they want, they. T- <laughs> I, I guess they don't want to be associated with that, with that, with that sort of thing. But I think, I think it, it worked again, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fitting in with the sort of, uh, the kind of Freudian angle that they're going for. Um, even though i th- I, th- I think a lot of the sort of sex the sec- all the all the sort of sexual stuff that freud hypothesized you know is it has been like i i think definitively disproved disproven but i still like where where it goes especially actually when um when uh it's one of the- it's I-, I can't remember which the-, the kid who fancies the nurse um i i i, th- I thought that was oh, quite- yeah. So yeah, speaking, yeah. speaking as a as a straight male myself, uh I, I, I would say that, that was that was quite true to life. That the scene where yeah, I mean it's obviously a dream. It's quite it's quite, it's, it's quite well um coordinated, but you can see that the young nurse is sort of flirtatiously taking um uh the young boy like to, to the bedroom and then getting naked in front of him and um and then uh Freddie's tongues like grab him, you know. And I think that's that's again again, another amazing sort of um, I, I, I'm not sure if it's like a death but it's kind of, it just sort of grabs into um, Freddy's hellish homeland um, uh, Frank, uh, so, so Lawrence just said, also if you watch that scene with the needles and the arms, Freddie actually misses her arms and awkwardly has to reposition them and that made it into the film <laughs> oh, Yeah, I did think
0: that, yeah that was interesting mm. oh, God, I wonder when he's going to get, so like yeah, you know, I haven't got too much to say on it. I've watched it lots and lots of times. You've kind of touched upon everything, really. Um, I would just love to have heard Jess's views on this <laughs> as a first watch. So mm. did you, you know, if you're ranking it, giving it bonus, what what are you thinking?
1: Um, I think I would give it uh, seven bonus. Uh, I, I think I would, I would have given it eight if the if i liked the ending more um but i th- i think this was this was a a vast improvement on the second one mm-hmm. um in terms of, yeah in terms of ranking i'd put the first one first the third one second and the, the second one third
0: at, you know, at this stage yeah well, i'd probably um, say the same i'm i actually quite like the second one for what it's worth um not far off the third one
1: yeah but, uh, but but yeah Cool. But that, but that's that's another thing. That's like um, a, a big improvement on on the second one. Is that, I mean, a, a good research never goes to waste um, when it comes to making any kind of story. And you, you could you could see the research in the first one. You could see the research in the third one. Um, with the second one, you could you can't see any research really you can just see um writers and directors sort of scrabbling to try and get a concept um and and not carrying it off very well whereas with the third one they they're clearly trying to revitalize it and they you know they clearly research into the freud's theories of, of dreams and stuff like that and try and sort of go into that and I, and I think i think it really i think it really works and i think it it's more effective that way um again what do you not, think
0: not... dan? dan what do, what did you think if you uh how many bonus are you giving it i'm interested to know any of you in the group chat just just let us know so i i would say seven for me close to eight because it, it is a lot of fun um bit seven some really good kills i love the stop motion stuff although it looks at times very unrealistic it's still fun um and i like that and there's lots of films as you know i watch like that um <laughs> so it, it it was all good so yeah I, I would go for would go for seven but it's all downhill from here really when our next because i know we are doing four five six seven freddie jason and probably revisit that crappy remake um so we got an exciting well at least six weeks mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> look forward to that um so so, Larry's given it eight bonus. Great film. Bit cheesy, but good fun. Can't beat the first, but my favourite sequel from the franchise. Um, so, the dream child, not for you then, Larry, I presume. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Now, I don't know if you watched Dan's Hot Pick. I haven't, no. Okay. I, I'm, yeah. Let, let's... Yeah, let's move on to Dan's hot pick. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So Dan picked skinned deep. Skin deep. Okay. All right let me bring up my little uh i'm not, I'm not on it so i'm not going have enough because i've got to do too much talking for me and i'm not even doing that well <laughs> so, uh, a family vacation is turned into a nightmare when they're abducted by a family of deranged killers sounds like a lot of other films um <laughs> pretty much that could be any film um now there are some odd characters in this one of them being um What's his name? What, uh, you're not allowed to, Oh, God. Right, without upsetting everyone, because a small person... Right, here we go. Mm-hmm. small person Yeah. was uh, in... He's British. Um, I'm trying to remember his name, but he was the Leprechaun guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also in the Ewoks, and he's in all the Star Wars, Harry Potters, everything well, else. Well, well, Warwick
1: Davis. You
0: mean. Warwick Davis, yeah. Mm. Um, so he's a small person. Was that... We're allowed to say that, these yeah, days?
1: yeah. So I think I think small person, but I, th-
0: I think I think you know, d- dwarf is acceptable as well these days. I don't want to call him a dwarf. That sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I know it's,
1: it? it's, weird, it's it's a is I mean I it, mean it's officially accepted that the dwarf is one. Well. But yeah, little person's not, person. you
0: You can't, can't say midget though, because yeah, you can't
1: say midget. Midgets okay. uh, Wipe that uh, bit out.
0: out, Lord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he's in it. There's and the, there's some brothers. He's in it, um, and he throws throws plates at people. So he's kind move <laughs> okay right he, he's got these plates proper dish plates well plates eating plates dinner plates and he throws them like frisbees and it take your head off with them so mm. that's his special power and um, there's another guy who's got like this mask on and he's got uh metal teeth and he chews on people um yeah it, it's I, I don't know I don't know what to say about this film without giving it away totally because it's bloody mental. Um, I can't believe Warwick Davis was in it. <laughs> like, like no, why, why? what? I don't, it's just kind of how the film was. It didn't, it's certainly not a Hollywood blockbuster. And it's not even on leprechaun level, I don't think. <laughs> Leprechaun's yeah. a lot of fun. But yeah. it is a good film. Well, Dan, Dan is right to pick it because it's interesting. But I can't believe he was in it. And there's a fight between him and some kind of old granddad that's just amazing. I mm-hmm. think granddad pulls his head clean off. Um, it's, <laughs> it, I, I would recommend. I think I watched it on YouTube. I think it was free. Um, so that was on there, and and yeah, it was just a little, little bunch of people. There was people that lived around them as well. They weren't part of this, and they were was inv- I don't know what to say. I, I can't really explain. What was going on? There was things on people's heads they were rubbing. I it, was just, it was just confused me the whole time. So, Dan, you done well with that one. And I don't know what you thought about it. I hope you did watch it because it is your bloody hot pick. So, <laughs> um, yeah, in, interesting, interesting. I would have loved to know Larry. But anyway, I think we probably should do this as a main feature one day because just I just want to know your views on it. Because um, mm-hmm. it is an interesting one, um, but I, I'd I'd give it six, probably five to six. Warwick Davis was amazing. He, he was dancing a lot and doing twists and turns and all sorts of mad stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, quite quite an actor. Um, but anyway, yeah, we we we'll get back to that one. So let's move on to what we watched this week. What have you been watching? Oh, seriously. What have you been watching? Now, okay. Let's start with the first one I've watched. So I watched Final Destination 3, which mm. is the one with the roller coasters at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Isn't that um, Mary, Li- Mary Elizabeth Winstead?
0: Is that right? I'm not sure. All I remember is the roller coaster and there's tanning machines. Oh,
1: yeah, that's how yeah, I remember the Machine. machine. So,
0: yeah. So there's the Tandem, sh- there, there are some very funny characters in this. There's some great music in it. There always is in Final Destinations, there's always good music. Um, so basically this time they're meant to go on a roller coaster. The girl, I think she gets on it but screams and gets back off because she has a vision that, like the other films, that they're all going to die. So the usual happens is those that get off, you know, the first one he was gonna die is the first one that death or whatever it is is gonna take out in a very horrible way. Because each kill is amazing, isn't it? So like the two girls, um they're like oh, how would you call them without upsetting anyone. Um they are they're probably a bit a bit stupid but quite pretty and just...
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that was a classic sort of like, I don't know, the sort of horror character in the sort of noughties and and maybe the early sort of tens as well was the sort of ditzy, stupid um, uh, (laughs) women who were only interested in sort of beauty and sex and then then and, and and stuff like that and that they're often sort of seen as the annoying ones and they they have to be they have to be killed for that basically they have
0: to be killed for that but they die in, in an amazing way in a tanning machine mm. so they're in what causes it? The drink spill on the, on the machines or something but i think that's um,
1: another that that's another thing which is quite i swear i saw that in another film i yeah. think there's a film called um i think it's called like bloody mary or something uh, the, you know Obvious yeah. concepts people yeah. say bloody marriage in the mirror, she appears, she oh, kills. I think you. I might have seen that, yeah. Um, and the same yeah. thing happens there in, 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 a, in a tanning bed where someone like burns up, and it's sort of um, and it's quite interesting because I, I maybe it's because like tanning beds were a sort of newish thing and uh, they were exploring like ways it could go wrong, <laughs> so it just sort of like oh, you know, she, burning to a crisp is like the way to go.
0: Oh, she keeps her pant- The other girl goes, Why have you kept keep keeping your you know your underpants yeah. on? and she's like, Well, am my- I. My boyfriend likes the tan lines.
1: Yeah, I mean that's another. Yeah. I, I mean that feels like another sort of scene that was
0: obviously written yeah. by a man. You know, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so just just rolling back to Dan because I think he's on a five minute delay. I um, have watched it. It's amazing. A lot of things going on, and the plates are amazing Um from the small person, the dwarf. Hmm. Um Well, for what I think, I think we should do that as main feature. So. Yeah, everyone near enough dies in the end of this film. It's a lot of fun. I, I I can watch any of these. I don't care what anyone says about Final Destinations. You just pick them up and watch them and put them down. It's, it's easy to watch, isn't it? There's some great, there's always great kills, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and some great music. I think I watched this with my middle one. He, he enjoyed this. Um. I have started watching the Masters of Horror because I'm getting right into this Tubi TV thing. So all the Freddy's nightmares are on there. Masters of Horror are on there. I listen, I listen to the Mick Garris podcast, um, and I think he set all this up and something to do with producing Masters of Horror. So you know Toby Hooper will direct one episode, and and cool. you know all these famous. Directors, so I think I'm into number three at the moment. They are very, very good, actually. Hmm. What I've seen so far um in the first series, and both series are actually free on 2B TV. If you're in Britain, in England, get a VPN; it's amazing. Hmm. Highly recommend. I finished watching Castle Rock series one. Oh yeah, how's at that last? Nice that I got a bit confused towards the end, as you can imagine. Hmm. um But it was good. Um, it had, obviously the guy who plays Pennywise is in it. He's one of the main characters, mm-hmm. but he's not actually Pennywise nice. at all. He's not Pennywise. Um, yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm just a bit confused by the last couple of episodes. So I've got series two to watch, which I'm going to start soon. Um, now I'm going to talk about this, but I really want to talk about it with Larry. Cause it doesn't look like he's coming on tonight. So I watched that True Blood spin-off spinoff, <laughs> Northman. Yeah, so I, I purchased it. Obviously, got it. Um, it's nothing to do with True Blood.
1: <laughs> well, we're trying yeah. to we're to say this
0: to you. My bit didn't make sense. I thought you were winding me up again because, <laughs> like, because Eric Northman's in it, right? I'm watching yeah. the trailers and I thought it was like some prequel thing, like how he became Eric Northman. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing to do with that. Also, he, he's no. a guy. He's playing. It's not even called Eric Northman. No, nope. he's I don't even know what he's called. But he's, he's <laughs> his surname's not Northman anyway. <laughs> so his his dad he is. Uh, what, 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 what you say he's a prince or something? Yeah. Prince? So Prince Amleth. He's Amleth. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he's he's Prince Amleth, and his his dad is killed. Yep. And he has to avenge his death. But there there is a kind of a scene within it where he's taken to act like a dog. Mm-hmm. And um, they drink some stuff. And then he, he promises, you know, he's going to be king one day, blah, blah. And, he, and avenge is if something happens to his father. And that's because his father's died. Years later, he has to avenge his death. It's a really interesting film, actually. I really, really liked it. It's much, much better than The Lighthouse, I would yeah, say. Yeah, well, well both, both
1: Lawrence and I suspected that you'd prefer this over... It's uh, much
0: better than Lighthouse. There's a lot more going on. There's a lot, you know, it's an interesting film. Um, what was the other one of his that that we had to watch? Uh, the Witch. Uh, the Witch actually is all right. I like The Witch. Um that's a pretty good film. So I'm going to watch it again soon. My old man, my dad, said, I'm never getting those fucking two hours back of my life. <laughs> so he didn't think it was that good. Uh-huh. He probably thought it was a bit too arty for him. He's probably right. Um The Northman. <laughs> Northman? North- North- so where is so Dan's Dan at the moment is in Hamburg. He's touring um Germany. And he did say somewhere else as well. It might have been Denmark, I think. Um, which I'd like to go to there. I don't know about Germany. I'm going to Holland next year. I know that. I'm going there. Um so he's travelling around drinking beer and eating sausage, I think. Which he <laughs> nice. likes to do. Um, yeah, so that that was that the that Northman Good stuff, we'll watch again. Um, but I feel a little bit like they let themselves down because that could have worked well with True Blood if they had made <laughs> if, if Eric Northman like had been the Northman, it would have yeah. made complete sense.
1: No, I don't think it would have done, <laughs> but, but see, as it's like he didn't
0: die at the end of the film, the Northman, he got bitten. Yeah, but... <laughs> turned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then True Blood.
1: Yeah, uh, okay. But but uh, are you sort of missing the fact that the Northman is set in the, you know, 10th century and that True Blood is set in, like, you know,
0: modern, modern times? Yeah, but because he got turned, they don't age after that. So a thousand oh, yeah, years doesn't, doesn't matter. It's a thousand yeah. years. It's not going to age. So you can see <laughs> what they could have done with this. If yeah, my I doubt... W- got I got w- their w- heads together... W- <laughs>
1: I I also I also doubt that Rob Eggers has, has seen True Blood. I, I don't want to make too many assumptions, but I'm someone has uh, I don't know. I I, I he don't must have done. Too do you, small, why bitch, would I you
0: call it it's... The Northman and get the guy who played Eric Northman to do it? I because I I am not. <laughs> I think it don't make any sense. I pure, just thought he was being commitment. clever, mate. So... I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no. So anyway, that's what I've watched, and I've I've had a lot of fun. There, there's so many bits and pieces I'm, I'm watching at the moment and uh, the other thing I'm just going to talk about this quickly um I was reading a book called Revival by Stephen King for a long mm. long time I finished a book and couldn't remember anything that happened in it because <laughs> I only read at night and for some reason I just didn't really get it and I'm I'm a good reader and normally I'll remember stuff but with this book I couldn't so I did the audio the audible kind of thing got my free one um, and listened to that over the last two weeks. I think it was like 14 hours or something. Mm. The last hour of that is just amazing. So mm. dark, so scary. It is. You read half of it, didn't you? Yeah, you I read it. half of it. Um, I think you need to finish it because okay. that seriously takes itself to a dark place. Mm. And it, I think that's one of the best books he's ever written, to be honest. Cool. In, in all, in all honesty, because that last hour and a half hour of it is just so dark, so good, mm. so scary, and mm. it makes you think a bit about life in general. Really, mm. um so yeah, I'm pleased. I redid that. So anyone out there, go and listen to that. If you got like I have, I've, you know, I've I've got time. I work on my own a lot, so I can stick my headphones on and listen to things like this, podcasts, etc. and it's just well worth a visit. 14 hours of your time, it's nothing. It's just, it's a very good book. So, Ewan, what did you watch this week?
1: Yeah, so I suppose I'll start with most most relevant. Um, I started watching uh, the Baby, uh, which is uh, on Sky Atlantic. That um, movie? Is it a it's movie? A series? It's a series. Um, it's different so uh, babies.
0: What I've seen now. Yeah.
1: yeah, so it's sort of uh, it's an eight part series um probably half an hour each episodes um it, initially I, I wasn't entirely sure about it because i mean the premise is is that it's uh um basically this this woman this 38 year old uh woman who whose friends keep on having babies right. um and she's kind of sick of it because she doesn't want to have kids but she keeps on being pressured in some way to have children so she tries to go to sort of this this uh, shack by a cliff uh to sort of get away from it all and uh then she realizes that she sort of stands outside it's in the dark and then a woman suddenly falls from the cliff and she's dead understandably and then um, she sort of like looks over and then looks up and then a baby suddenly falls out and this woman has this baby um, and this baby it I mean it looks very sweet looks very cute uh, looks like it can't be evil in any way. They all like that. They're all yeah like that, mate. <laughs> yeah. But it turns, it. That, it turns out that turns sh- out that that this baby is very evil and has the sort of the power to make people die basically. Um, so don't go too near it. Um, But for some reason, this baby kind of... uh, This isn't too much for a spoiler, because it's found out by about episode two, but the baby kind of um, sort of rotates through different mothers, and this is like the latest mother to sort of look after it, so... That, so the baby has someone to be to to look after him, um, and then uh, the baby just t- does his business. It's a really interesting series because I actually thought that because it's eight episodes, I was kind of like, how are they going to string this concept along eight episodes? Because it, it it could probably make a, a decent enough film and 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 could fit a decent an hour and a half out of it, but here you've got you know four hours worth of of material, and it does it very well actually, um, because it delves into very each episode is unpredictable to the point where you have no idea where it's going to go. It goes sort of into sort of, it goes into like weird culty territory by sort of exactly. midway through the season. Um, and it was, it's really effective. And uh, once you realize how evil the, the baby is, it's really hard to sort of think of it as, as cute anymore. And I think, I think it's kind of about, it's mainly about like forced motherhood or sort of, a motherhood where it's like the mother feels obligated to have a child even though she doesn't want to have one or something like that and the kind of the pain that comes from that and the cycle involved because if you if you have a baby and you didn't want a baby or you don't want children full stop and you still have a kid then that obviously affects the kid in some ways and it you know and it's sort of um I guess that that's that sort of cycle of, of, of it all and the sort of the uh, don't mean to sound too political but the sort of the patriarchal powers that be like forcing mothers to have children because that's that's sometimes what is what like, well a lot of men see women as is that just you know to have sex with and then to produce babies and i think this series is meant to sort of like capture that but in the most sort of horrific surreal form um and i ended up quite enjoying it um it's it's, it's a really good series and i think it's um yeah. Uh, you should, you should check it out I, I don't think it'll get a massive follow-up i think
0: i will actually what, what was that on it's
1: on sky atlantic oh, uh, i have got that at the moment yeah yeah, got, it's, yeah. It's, it's well worth checking out um i've also uh i've been, I, i've been i haven't finished yet but the uh the umbrella academy uh season three uh on netflix uh the umbrella academy is a kind of um it is a superhero series but one of those that's sort of away from the mainstream entirely. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the first two seasons. I thought it was really sort of uh, irreverent and radical and wacky. And it's about a family of, of superheroes who are brought up, but they're brought up by a really, really bad dad. Um, and they end up having really sort of emotional, psychological problems as adults because of it. And they it's a really dysfunctional family drama, really. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I, I, the thing I like most about the about this season is that it stars um, Elliot Page, uh, for, formerly Ellen Page, um, before she, uh, before he transitioned in, in, into a man. Um, and they they cover that really really nicely because in the first two seasons it was Ellen Page and for this season it's it, it's Elliot Page, um, and they cover that that transition really beautifully and really wholesomely. And it was and I don't think I've ever seen that on TV before where it's just accepted like like straight from the off. However, I think this season loses a lot of the oomph that that made the first two seasons really good. I thought the first half of season three was was all right. Um, But the the basic premise is that they keep on having to try and stop the end of the world. And they did that for the first two seasons. And it's happening again with the third season. But you can still see, for some reason, they take it in a direction where they're like, um, we actually can't be bothered saving the world now. Um, (laughs) Which is is fine at first. But to string that along over several episodes, I think is... I think you kind of lose the energy which which it once had. Um, I've still got the last episode yet to go, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it for that. But it, it, it's it's an entertaining show. I, I, th- I think I think the main reason why it's not as good is because these these seasons are about ten episodes long, and um, with the third season, I think they're really scrabbling to fill those ten episodes. Even though, like, I think probably six would have done done fine um so it's worth watching but i i don't think it's as good as the other two um you know,
0: so that's a that's a superhero thing is it or
1: yeah yeah they all have powers and they they all try and save the world yeah i basically. i
0: did start i'm halfway through that doctor strange film
1: oh yeah the multiverse of madness
0: i only got halfway through
1: yeah are, are you are you intending to finish the I rest don't...
0: I think I will.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you to be honest, because I, I, I,
0: I, had... I Think I will. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless it's really going to improve, um, which I don't know. Maybe Larry will say it gets a lot better. Than, you know, the last act. But yeah, but... I mean, I
1: mean, yeah. Again, Lawrence really likes that film, although he can, he can see the faults in it. I, I really didn't enjoy it at all. Uh, I, I mainly because you sort of see things that people have done much better, and here it's kind of... I didn't like the special effects
0: quite a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought a lot of that looked crap as well, like it gone backwards. Um, maybe, or maybe yeah, it was maybe. just too much. I don't, I don't know. But mm. anyway, I, I, maybe I'll finish it and talk about mm. it. Uh, I'm, I haven't seen Spider-Man yet, so it's probably not out. <laughs> maybe. So. Um, I also saw... Uh,
1: um, I've only seen the first two episodes, but um, under the banner of heaven, which is coming to the UK next week. Um, I think it's been in America for a few weeks now, but it stars um Andrew Garfield and Daisy Edgar Jones. Andrew Garfield. is set set in Salt Lake City in Utah, um, which is like the hub of Mormon Mormonism or the uh, Church of Latter Day Saints, uh, I like to call themselves. Um, and it's about a murder that takes place, so the murder of Daisy Edgar Jones's character, um, and how it's kind of uh it was kind of facilitated by like um, some kind of like division in, in the Mormon church. I've only seen the first two episodes, so I don't know the full story. It's it's a true story. Um, And it's a really interesting one because it's sort of these, um, because everyone in like Salt Lake City, I'm not going to say everyone in Salt Lake City, but it seems like the, the community of Salt Lake City is about, is, is it sort of embraces Mormonism as their main religion and a lot. And you can see this detective who's like a strict Mormon, and he's trying
0: <laughs> he's absolutely <laughs> hanging bro.
1: yeah Dan's just commented saying looks like Ewan has a hangover yes absolutely true absolutely true Dan um um so yeah uh, so, so they're just trying to uh, under the ban they're trying to find out who <laughs> murdered her and her child actually um and uh <laughs> and it's really it's really because just seeing religion play out against like the laws of their religion um colliding with the laws of the land um and again i've only seen the first two episodes but it, it, it's, it's really good so far um also i've been playing uh stray which is a new game that oh, came like out
0: playstation now isn't it
1: yeah I play it's, it's on
0: pc as well it's on pc as well it's on playstation 4 so, yeah, four, five, and okay. Uh, so I can get it then. I've got a four pro, but I haven't, I haven't got a five. So it, yeah, this wasn't PC, so it's that. Uh, it's going to be quite it. relaxing. I've watched some like YouTube stuff of it.
1: It is, it is quite relaxing. Um, I, I think I expected a bit to be is slightly more relaxing than than it than it is. Um, because there are moments where you have to like run and avoid these things called, I think they're called Zerks, which are kind of like <laughs> they remind me of like the head crabs in Half Life Two. But sort of like marshmallowy versions. <laughs> um, they how sort much of grab on. It.
0: How much, how it was, much twi-
1: was that? I spent about twenty-five quid on it. Um, okay. So it's not it's, it's not a large game. Right. Um, it, but it's it's, it's it's really you. Uh, based, for those who don't know, you play a cat um, in a kind yeah. of cyberpunk world um, that's sort of populated by um, sort of sentient robots um, who have a kind of human consciousness. Um, and this cat suddenly comes across this community. And um yeah, you sort of go about and you do sort of tasks for them. I, I I kind of I kind of wonder what came first in terms of concepts. I, I wondered if it was the cat concept that came first or the cyberpunk concept came first. Because I I kind of like the idea it's funny because I, I I wasn't sold on the cyberpunk stuff at first. Because I thought it would just—I didn't know that much about the game when I bought it. I actually knew it was really good. Because um, I—I I would have liked it if I was just like a cat, just doing usual cat things, if you know what I mean, just sort of like mosing around and stuff. So, pissing and, and scratching yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Um, so I wasn't convinced by the Cyberpunk stuff at first, but they really, they really lean into it, and then I, and I, it eventually charmed me. And you sort of climb up buildings and do tasks for people, and it's all about. Uh, Because they're in this very closed off community um, and they're kind of shielded from what they call the outside. Um, and they don't know what's really on the outside um, and they're sort of aiming to try and get on the outside path and basically your task as a cat I think this cat is in some way sentient as well because it can kind of understand what these people are saying um, you have to try and help them out with what they're, what they're doing and cats can obviously can crawl through spaces, can run really fast so that's a sort of um, benefit to them and yeah, it is it, it is quite relaxing except for the um, th- th- there are bits with like intense conflict where those sort of those kind of head crabby things just like pile on onto you and it's quite it, it, it's sort of like it, it, there's a certain degree of problem solving about it i actually wondered whether this was like um a sort of a very good trial run for something that for something much better much like how portal was like portal came out it was almost like a like a mini game or, or, or like a, sm- a small game and then it evolved into portal 2 and that was like a proper game with sort yeah. of proper context so i wonder if they're going to do the same with this because it's this been quite popular um and then you've got you got elements you've got sort of um it's like there's some like naughty dog elements so you've got there's like think the things reminded me of the last of us just in terms of like the, the post-apocalypse and there was sort of like even sort of crash bandicoot vibes just in terms yeah. of like running away from certain things. And I uh, think in terms of the gameplay and like, like again, like, as I said, like half-life two, there's, the, there's, you know, the head crabs and there's a sort of feeling of unease about that. Um But yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've only played like two hours of it, but it's um yeah, it's, it's really, it's really nice.
0: Um, Buy it, <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, I'm still doing. I'm playing Bat for Blood. Is it Bat for Blood? I'm playing that's Evil on. Dead, hmm. still the new game, which is hard. I'm finding hmm. that quite hard work. Um, yeah, that's about it at the moment, All right? Thanks, Ewan. Um, next week's Dan's hot pick is going to be One Cut of the Dead, which oh, yes, a, which I have seen a couple of times, yeah, and so, I think.
1: Is, is that is that the is that the found footage or the the documentary uh, one it's,
0: yes it's uh is it Chinese or Japanese Korean yeah because it, it's it, one of those it's on Shadow, I think
1: yeah because it's interesting because I mean that was made for quite a low budget I think that one and then very, they very actually good, they, they actually remade it um and okay. the remake the remake opened uh this year's can which is quite, which is quite bizarre in 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 some ways, but um, I think I think it. I don't know if it was an American remake. Oh, uh, no. I think it was either American or French, but I I, I can't remember. Um, but uh, the, yeah, the, the remake got mixed, and people were like, "Why are you remaking this? The 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 first one was fine." So it'd be quite interesting to watch. I might try and watch that.
0: Yeah, Train to Busan. They've remade. Right. Oh, yeah. American. No, it might be yeah. called "Train to New York or something. So it's <laughs> yeah. so stupid like that. But like yeah. they've remade that, and that's going to be out soon. Yeah. Um, next week we're gonna be on uh what episode we're gonna be 88, I think, which is gonna be uh nightmare am street for the dream master. So I look forward to uh hearing what you think about that. Hopefully, the other guys will you know let us know what they thought on Well, Jess. Ex- know really what on night m street Street three um so if you want to follow us on twitter it's the bones horror pod we nearly have 1000 subscribers which is big for us we are probably six or seven away from that now so if you want to subscribe on there please do um get us to a thousand youtube as well that's rocketed the last couple of weeks so keep subscribing on there i think you know we're doing quite well on there, and and, um, and the episodes are doing well. So yeah, people are watching and listening. Um, so yeah, you can uh, follow us on Instagram as well with the Bones Horror Pod, which Jess looks after, kind of. And <laughs> you can email us at the Bones, no, it's Bones Horror Pod at gmail.com Wow, I look forward to next week then, Ewan. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, it won't be two weeks again. It'll be a week. Hopefully next Sunday if everyone's available. Um, so thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we're we're only at the hour, Mark. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh we'll see you all next week. Thank yeah. you very much, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.